We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, if you're heading to the game tonight, let me tell you that the Yankees now tell you that uh, they'll open all gates on time, which means 6-8 in the suite will open at 5, and the rest of the stadium will open at 5.30, and hopefully it'll hold off and we will play Subway Series, which I always enjoy. I always have, always, always will. I think it's a good – I think anytime you look around a stadium and it's full, I think that's a good thing, and I think this is what it does. It fills the building, creates some attention. So it's kind of a nice diversion for a couple of days during the season. All right, the Yankee general manager, Brian Cashman, joins us now. Cash, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, it's been uh, obviously a busy time. First, going through that run, uh, you know, to have as many injuries and have to plug in so many people and then watch the team play, you know, 750 over 40 games, uh, remarkable run for your team. Yeah, it was really uh, fun times, you know, uh, watching whether it was Mike Ford come up and make his debut or, you know, obviously we got Talkman from at the very end of spring training and he came up and obviously had some big hits every now and then. And, and just one, you know, obviously Gio Urshela just developed into something before our eyes, Luke Voigt continuing to do what he's done. You know, and some of the new guys coming in, like DJ LeMay, who establishing themselves. But and then even like yesterday, Tarpley coming up, you know, walks in the clubhouse and gets a a save. Uh, obviously, what's needed. So I just saw Nestor Cortez walking out the door with his stuff, and I thanked him again for all the impact. You know, he's he's thrown some quality innings to hold serve for us, and Chance Adams as well. And so we're getting it from everybody and anybody. And you know, Herman, although he's on the DL, it's it's been nice, and and uh, I'm. Definitely leaving out names, trying to hit on all of them, but it's but there's been so many people that uh, really have stepped up for us that uh, you know it's allowed us to to be in a position that we currently are in, but certainly still wait for a number of the A guys to come back. I mean, let me stop at Lemayo for a second. I mean, I didn't watch Lemayo a lot. Uh, you know, obviously his numbers were good, but I didn't realize he was this good a player. He is really day in and day out a terrific player. Yeah, he seems, you know, he's so mild-mannered and even-keeled and, you know, he's, he's you know, so shy and quiet. So for the fans who don't get a chance to meet these players up front, you know, you, I think they get a chance to see Luke Voigt's personality much easier, you know, play out on the field. But, but DJ, it's a challenge to try to get more than two words out of him. He just, he's very quiet. He's very shy. He's just a, you know, a consummate pro and, you know, uh, and so far, obviously, everything our pro scouts and then our analytics team had talked about, you know, was really lined up. And, and I got to tip my cap to the, the analytics team, but then the pro scout team, because we had to rely on them when we acquired them for the versatility. We did announce it as a, a everyday versatility guy, even though he was coming out of a situation with the major leagues. And the Rockies of being an everyday second baseman, an all-star goal of second baseman, but they felt agility-wise he could play third, he could play first easily. And uh, even though he hadn't really shown it, but they, you know, the people who know him best and had watched him for years said athletically it's not going to be an issue anyway. And they went all the way back through LSU. Jim Hendry knew him back from when he was at LSU, and 
just said, hey, this guy, it's not going to be an issue. And so we made that bet, and it's paying off for us, thankfully. You know, it's funny. Rose came in, and he was promoting a book into the studio last week, and he said to me something about I said, do you watch the Yankee? He goes, how about LeMayu? That's the first thing he said to me. He said, isn't that LeMayu good? I mean, so I said, wow. He says, yeah. Doesn't he jump out? I said, he does. You know, he goes right field, right field. And, you know, the other night against Sale, hitting the double and the home at the right field. I mean, he really has been – the thing about him more than anything else, Cash, is the consistency. I mean, he, I don't think he's had two bad games of the whole season. Yeah, and, and and on top of that, you know, he didn't have a good spring. So his introduction to the Yankees was not a very, you know, he didn't come in, you know, knocking the cover off the ball in the spring training. So, you know, I, I can't remember how he walked out of camp in terms of numbers, even though as a veteran that's not necessarily important. But but obviously coming to a new franchise, I think, uh, you know, he, he just didn't swing the bat well offensively down down in March. And uh, But it's you know, listen, he, he's a big reason why we're where we're at. And uh, and we have a really healthy clubhouse feel. Uh, the chemistry is strong. And obviously adding people like that into the mix, it just makes it that much easier for our, our guys to gel. All right. How about a couple of things that have come up of late? Batances, is this now a season-threatening situation for him now? I don't know what what we're dealing with yet because uh, you know uh, he had a complaint which was acting like uh, the area of the lat necessarily and and uh, we did an MRI on it and it didn't see anything there was nothing there so we're you know we flew him up here because the next day still you know it wasn't um, you know uh, he still felt something there so we're we're gonna have Doctor Ahmad look at him today at the ballpark so our initial reaction was okay you know he's towards the end of his flat flat ground throwing program and he felt something. Um, so, you know, we're going to take extra precaution, make sure we get a picture of it, look at everything. And uh, and it came back the very few times these things happened, which was negative. So uh, so anyway, we're going to get uh, Dr. Chris Ahmad, New York Presbyterian, to do a rundown on it. And so fingers crossed, we're holding our breath to make sure it's nothing else uh, or nothing serious. And yeah, But I don't have any answers to that just yet. Uh, update on – well, first of all, about Ramon. How serious is the Ramon injury? Uh, Ahmad will see him also. Dr. Chris Ahmad will see him tonight at the ballpark. We did an MRI today, which actually, you know, that came back, you know, uh, not showing a, you know, anything. You know, we put him down with a hip flexor. He was point tender. He'd been complaining, as he said publicly, uh, he hadn't told us anything. And then uh, he said he'd been feeling it for the last three starts. So the MRI uh, looks good. It doesn't look like there's really anything of concern there, uh, but a model will evaluate him too when he sees him at the ballpark here. But he went for an MRI today, and that came back negative, which is you know obviously very important, and you know catches, allows us to catch a breath. And uh, but until I get a full physical evaluation by Chris, uh, where he gets his hands on him and, and and walks through it and talks through it and actually personally reads the MRI, a lot of these MRIs get initially read by a radiologist, and you get the radiological report, and you go from there, and then Chris will back it up or not. So uh, we're still you know, concluding that evaluation, but uh, so far the early returns are. I think we're going to be okay. He's, you know, when he went down, I was telling our owner earlier today, as we're holding our breath, waiting for the results to come back. Like, hey, I don't know if this is a couple weeks, a month, or whatever. But regardless, he was going to need a timeout at some point. You know, because of his innings limit. Right. So, you know, you know, I said, you know, there's a little bit of a silver lining when you're not wanting to look for one. But uh, we'll see. You know, that I, was I, my next question. You were going to back him off anyway, right, at some point this year, right? We're going to have to. Um, but, again, you know, you'd like to be in a position to to choose dictate, to do right, it. Yeah, right. dictate it is the best word. And, and I wasn't, you know, but anyway, this is coming now. And, and uh, so how long I think is still to be determined. But I know he's feeling better. He's walking without a limp or any of that nature, uh, you know, so – 
we'll see. My fingers crossed. Hopefully the news will come back good on him when we get a complete report from Chris when he sees him. And uh, but knock on wood, we'll we'll see where we're going to be with that. How about Severino? Uh, Sevy, you know, again, I'm still looking at, I think after the all-star break, you know, he, he went out, uh, I was downstairs earlier today. He was going out to throw at 90 feet with, uh, Mike Harkey on flat ground. So, uh, he's progressing. He's, he's feeling really good. You know, I think he feels he's being held back. Um, you know, all those things are good, but, uh, we just got to stay disciplined and go with the program. So after the all-star break at some point, uh, you know, I think we can plug him back in. Uh, anything new? I mean, the, there were reports about Judge being okay, maybe targeting uh, London. Is that accurate? Is there anything new on Judge? Yeah, I mean, I think he's progressing to the point where um, you know you're 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 going to start seeing him you know, do full BP rounds on the field. I think we've gotten to that level now. He's down in Tampa. When I was down there for the draft, I went for about a week, you know, for pre-draft work and then and the draft itself, and and so he started doing his his cage work and then transferring onto the field for BP work. So he's doing that and all his agilities and his throwing and stuff like that. So I think you, we could be targeting rehab games as early as, uh, you know, maybe, you know, not this clearly not this weekend, but uh, maybe next weekend at the earliest, if, if everything goes perfect, doesn't mean it's going to be. So uh, we're not definitely trying to line anything up so we can have him for London, but it's certainly possible that we could have him sometime before London, but, you know, again, it, it's it's a moving target because he's still he's not in those rehab games just yet. So he's got to finish off for another, I'd say another, you know, seven to nine days of, of field work, and then we can probably schedule a rehab assignment if that uh, all goes well. And how about Stanton? Uh, Stanton's going to go DH in a, a rehab game as early as tomorrow, nine innings. Okay. So, so he'll, you know, the plan would be weather permitting because we know it's weather all over this place, not just in New York. But uh, he'll plan right now having DH in, uh, for the Tampa Tarpons tomorrow for nine innings and right field for seven on Wednesday. And and then probably a travel day and weather permitting, getting up into Scranton for the weekend series uh, for Scranton. Uh, so, But, again, we'll just have to watch the weather, see how he's feeling, and react and adjust if necessary. So he he could be back as early as the Tampa series or the Houston series, um, but we'll see. All right, and Tulowitzki, did he suffer a setback? Is that what I gathered here? Well, obviously he had that setback with the calf. Right. Uh, did he go home for a couple of days or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he he's currently home. Uh, you know, again, he's it. It's a challenge, you know, more so than anybody you know would have realized. I mean, right. he, he obviously he's as committed to this game as I've seen of anybody. You know, he loves this game as much as anybody. It was uh, a long shot. There's no question. He had a lot. Of, he had a lot of baggage with those injuries. He had yeah, a lot of injuries. Well, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's not past him or not yet, but uh, but it's been more of a challenge than even he, I guess he or we would have expected, and uh, it's been frustrating because it's it's a it's a sport he loves, something he. He's determined to to be great at at all times and wants to be a part of a winner. That's why he chose us. And I, you know, uh, I think he's extremely frustrated with you know the body not cooperating. You know, he's had obviously surgeries on both ankles, and and uh, I guess it's a cascading event that's you know that can be crippling at times in terms of preventative of getting to where he wants to be on a consistent basis without a reoccurrence and stuff. So, um, yeah, he's back home for right now, and and uh, we'll continue to evaluate what the, the next best steps are. Has your evaluation of this team, we're talking with Brian Cashman, of course, Yankees and Mets tonight, it sounds like they're going to give it a go. They'll open the gates uh, if you're heading to the game, get there, because they're opening the gates at regular time uh, at Yankee Stadium uh, for tonight's first of two. Uh, for two games next two nights, not tonight. Uh, now, have you have all these injuries, have the changes in the staff, the guys you've had to rely on, has it changed your opinion of this team looking 
long-term, looking the rest of the season, looking postseason? Has it changed your view of this team in any way? No, I mean, I, mean, I think we – I always felt we had a good team. I was worried the injuries would take us down a notch or two or three or what have you. Instead, you know, we've been able to thrive despite the injuries. So the excitement is that with these guys coming back, you know, we're going to reinforce and, and get turbo boosters, we hope, going forward. And, and then it's our job here in the front office to reinforce it and add to it and improve upon it. And uh, and so, you know, now we're, we're past the draft and it's time, it's that time of season where, you know, you're making your phone calls, you're engaging your you know, opposition, both leagues, and seeing you know what their needs are and their interests are and trying to see if you can match up. It's not easy, but it's something that... Uh, Will there be a lot of starting pitches on the market? Uh, it's uh, to be determined. Uh, you know, I, you know, I've seen people speculate that it's going to be a uh, you know a buyer's market because there's a number of teams that aren't as good. But uh, but you know you can't count on that stuff. I just know whatever you do, it usually hurts to do it, and uh, so you try to navigate it the best you can. But the most important thing to do is make sure you bring something in that's going to have an impact on us and, and, and in a real positive way. We were able to do that last summer, and we need to do that again this summer. And, um, you know, obviously the, the team that we got to go through to get to where we want to go, we've been knocked out by the eventual world champs the last two years and, you know, two different teams, Houston and Boston. So we got to find a way to, to be that team to do the final knockout blow. And, and clearly the reinforcements that you bring in are going to make a big uh, – difference uh in in that endeavor so you know i guess stay tuned but i've started the conversations to find out what really might be available uh, over time if it's available now or or may shake out or you know some teams are like i'm not sure if we're buying or selling it depends how we look in the next you know coming weeks and the next month but some are undeclared some already know their destiny and but i'm trying to get all that recon as much as i can uh, how about the Frazier situation? How do you feel about it as far as how he's dealt with the media and handled things? Forget off the field, not on the field, but off the field. Um, you know, it's obviously a, a young player that's growing. Uh, clearly, he didn't you know didn't want to see him fight back or fight through the media the way he responded after that Boston game. You know, obviously, so that was a. Uh, that wasn't, you know, we all have our bad moments. I've had them too. Um, and, uh, you know, where all of a sudden you wish you could take back, you know, uh, I remember I dropped an F-bomb on and wound up on the back page during the A-Rod extravaganza. So, you know, I think I've handled myself for the most part in the press very well, but I have had my bad days as well. So you, you recognize that. It's not an easy situation. Didn't like how he responded to, to uh, the follow-up questions when he had a chance to do a do-over. You know, I didn't think he, you know, did his, uh, what he should have. Um, but again, it's all part of the growing process and learning process. And the end of the day, it's his career. Um, and he's producing, you know, he's really swinging the bat. Well, he's no, he swings the bat. Well, very well. He's an extremely talented kid. And so again, it, it's one of those situations that, you know, we've been around this, uh, sport a long time now and we've seen some people like, you know, they go, they go, you know, create a problem and, and, and to start a little bit of a scuffle or public relations issue and, and then they can't back it up. And so, you know, it's interesting to see despite the uh, turbulence, I think, with how he's handled, you know, stepping up and meeting the press, which isn't an obligation. It's, you know, it's something that's not required to do, but it's certainly the right thing to do. It's the smart thing to do. It means you get, you understand the entire sport and, and the needs of, of the fans through the press. It's that the media is your vehicle to communicate that way. And, and you got to be there for both good times and the bad. So for instance, the other day in Cleveland, I know Didi was, 
was at his locker Sunday after he kicked the ball that cost us to go in the extra innings. We won the game, but yep. he was there to answer the questions. He didn't shy away from it and stuff like that. And so again, but that's a veteran. He's been around a long time, uh, and I think that things like that, you know, Clint's noticing, seeing, hopefully learning and growing from. But but regardless of all that, if you decide to go the other way and fight back and push through and create turbulence, you know, the end of the day, your performance is going to speak for itself. And uh, the one thing that's been really exciting is how he has played since that. You know, he's really swung the bat well. He went into Cleveland and did really well. He's a confident hitter anyway. You know that? He just is. Yeah, he believes he can hit, and he can. And he he has, and and he's backed it up since – he backed it up since that time, and and so that was that's an encouraging sign again for someone who's showing some mental fortitude and toughness, even though at times maybe not the right decision making. But but again, we're all human. We all we all go left sometimes when we should have went right. And and the biggest thing is is the growth after the fact that comes with that. And you just hope there's growth there. And he's young, so uh, we just have to play it out. How about you know the other thing that I think you flashed? You probably didn't expect to give Estrada a lot of time here, but I'm sure this team's going to be calling and they're going to want a, a, a lot of people going to be interested in Estrada because he's a good looking player. You know what? We had a lot of interest in Estrada uh, two years ago, and then um, uh, then he got shot. You know, obviously right. in the winter situation, and for the most part, last year was a kind of a lost year for him. So I think people he fell off the grid, and we were kind of curious what we were going to see when he got back. And he's the player. He, this guy has a chance to be an everyday shortstop. He's a good league. player, good-looking player. He's tough. Uh, yeah. The makeup is great in the clubhouse. The veterans really can hit. Yep. really like him. So we're getting a lot of good feedback, not just watching how he performs on the field, but you hear stuff from our from the players that you respect about him as a player and a person, too. So it's, it's good things. And that's another you know quality sign from Donnie Rowland in the international department and then a great job by development finishing him off. And he's just a tough, uh, productive kid. So uh, we're lucky to have him. You know, uh, did, is this division? I mean, I don't know what you expected when the season started. Now, you didn't expect probably Minnesota to have this type of year. They've jumped out. Uh, but in the division, where the Red Sox are, where Tampa is right now, is this what you expected this year? I mean, did you expect uh, – and maybe you expected the Red Sox to be a little closer, but uh, for the most part, did you expect Tampa to be as tough as they are? Yeah, unfortunately. I, we saw Tampa coming. You know, uh, I've been joking with their GM, but not really joking, which is you guys – you know, we like the same players. So, you know, we're always – Eric Neander and I are always going back and forth with each other via text. So, you know, when we signed DJ LeMayu, he would, you know, he would fire off a text my way going, damn it, you know, it's a great – great addition and you know when they wound up getting somebody that we you know they made that trade with Chris Archer going to Pittsburgh and got all that talent back those are players that we had been on many years so I, we we generally gravitate even though we have different payrolls we definitely uh, have the same uh, compass on evaluation of players and so we saw their talent coming this is not a surprise unfortunately they're here to stay and they're going to be a an American League contender. Uh, Boston, obviously, everybody knows, you know, what they're capable of. They're the defending world champion. Uh, so, you know, they're 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 the real deal. And so all three reside right here, us and Houston. Uh, and then outside of us is Houston and outside the division with Cleveland and Minnesota. And, yeah, Minnesota's really – they're really crushing it. Um, you know, a we lot got of home at, runs, boy. Yeah, we got them at Yankee Stadium, and, and we won two out of three. But uh, but they have had a heck of a run here so far this season. And themselves a lot of distance and um so obviously i heard that they're allegedly they're all in on the kimbrel attempts to sign just like tampa bay was and uh, that's what the media reports are so they're 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 not going to be 
you know, I guess stoic. They're going to be out there very aggressive trying to improve and fortify and take a shot at the title, too. So there's a lot of great teams here in, in our league, uh, let alone our division. So you expect you expect them to be actually uh, contenders for maybe the same people as far as coming down the stretch. I mean, Tampa is going to be limited with what they can add, but you think Minnesota will be looking to add people? Uh, I think that, yeah. I, and I don't know what if Tampa's limited or not. I mean, they, right. uh, their payroll, they got a lot of flexibility. Uh, they got very smart ownership. Uh, they got, you know, a very dynamic front office that, that are extremely intelligent. Minnesota, too. Those guys, I tell you what, it's, it's, that's why it's so important to just constantly reinforce. So, speaking of reinforcing, so we can break it right here. Uh, uh, our number one pick, Mr. Volpe, Anthony Volpe, out of Del Barton High School here in New Jersey, signing today. So, oh, good. Um, so you'll be the first one to hear that on on our flagship radio station. So uh, we'll get him wrapped up and signed. He just did his physical earlier today, and we'll have the family here at Yankee Stadium tonight, and and uh, uh, he'll start his professional journey that'll hopefully lead her to the Bronx one day. We we were very excited about him. Oh, good for him. So he signed today. So you got you got the guy in fold. So very very good, and uh, it never ends. Huh? You got to always be adding players. So that's the way it always is. But the question is, what about adding an impact guy this year? So that's the idea. I mean, that's going to be the 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 quest huh? to go add someone who can make a difference. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, uh, it's always our intent and interest, and in, uh, clearly trying to find the match without. You know, you have to rob Peter to pay Paul. It just depends. So I've, you know, depending on what. You know the prices are. You know we'll be very aggressive. We always are, but we all, we all want to be very smart and aggressive at the same time. And I know that uh, people can pick apart their opinion on smart versus you know all in. We are all in all the time, but we're all in in the present and the future and trying to balance that act. And and so you know we're you know we, we've withstood you know demands on the past, whether it was a Glaber Torres demand or or stuff like that, you know, and, and uh, that's paying dividends, or Gary Sanchez, for instance, or an Aaron Judge, for instance. So those are the things that I think, you know, from the fans' perspective, they, there's some frustrations that come up every now and then when players, you know, uh, might go elsewhere. Uh, but then when you look back in hindsight about what the demands are uh, when when that happened, either passing the player for the right reason, uh, whether it was for financial or you pass on the player because the, the astronomical uh, prospect demands, it turned out to be players that are one of the reasons why you're going to have success in the present and the future. Uh, or, you know, you missed the opportunity because, uh, you know, uh, you know somebody else stepped up and did more than you were willing to do. And, and uh, so, you know, that's the job as the general manager. You have to make some recommendations to ownership. And, and uh, you know, we're set for that. We're excited by it. And we're looking to reinforce this club. And, and, and just as importantly as getting the healthy guys back off the DL to, to fortify us as well. Did you get beat on Keiko or were you not interested? No, we were interested. We uh, we made an offer uh, that we were comfortable with, and um, you know, and that was it. And Atlanta, you know, made a higher one. It wasn't like a, a back and forth, and you know, we had two offers that we ultimately made, and then we stopped and uh, and waited to hear if there was a yes or a no. And but we told we were very transparent about you know uh, where we're at. Uh, there is a financial limitation uh, until we go into the next luxury tax level. Uh, and, you know, that was obviously conveyed. Uh, and, you know, that pushes next year's number one pick back. If we, you know, so there's a number of different penalties associated with that. So we're trying to stay under the second luxury tax penalty that, that crushes next year's pick. Um, and so all that stuff was communicated. And, and uh, so our, our highest offer was at the rate of the qualifying offer. And, and Atlanta apparently went higher. So, and, and, you know, when you're dealing with this free agent stuff, you don't know what the other opposing teams are doing. You don't know what their offers are. So, 
Uh, you find out after the fact, uh, and when you lose out, you hope it's, you know, you were blown out of the water. You don't want it to be by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin, and, and in the case of uh, Keiko, you know, it wasn't blown out of the water, but it's not, again, it wasn't a circle back where somebody, you know, the, the representation on the other side were like, hey, you're off by a share, you know, uh, you know, here's where we're at. We're making a decision by five. It wasn't anything like that. It was just here's our here's our best. Uh, this is what we're willing to do, and and uncertain about what everybody else is doing, and and then that's how it played. That's how the game played out. And uh, so Atlanta's got him. I'm glad he's in the National League, and uh, more of a Mets problem than a Yankee problem, I guess. But I'd rather obviously reinforce our pitching, um, and then then have to continue to look for for additions. So you know. It's part of the process. It's frustrating when you lose out on something, but uh, yeah, yeah, you stay sharp for the next one. All right, listen, Cash, thanks for a couple of minutes today. I appreciate it very much, uh, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Brian Cashman, uh, so you learn there. The Yankees signed their pick, which you knew they would. Oh, you thought they would anyway. Uh, they did make an offer for Keuchel, but they were outbid, uh, so they did make an offer. Um, they will look for that impact pitcher. We'll see what the market bears. Uh, he thinks there will be other players, including Minnesota. And, of course, the words for Tampa. And, I mean, and, and the Tampa front office. And remember, one of the real bright lights in that Tampa front office is a guy who, you know, obviously was very involved with the Mets. So you hear that all the time about how smart Tampa is. They are in every way. And how about the Yankees talking about how they and Tampa are on the same player time and time again? Interesting. Back after this. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.